2: Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hackney. And I'm Tyson Matrix. What's up, Jimmy? Tyson, how are you, my friend?
3: I am doing well. I am doing well. Working from home, you know, so you got the three kiddos upstairs. It's, it's a different feel, a different start to my week than normal, but otherwise everything seems pretty normal. How about you? Well, when you're the boss
2: at my firm, you get to still come to work. So I have no human contact with anyone on the drive here, and I'm the only one here, and I have my whole setup, so I feel like I'm right at home
3: yeah I'm gonna go in later today. I think I just I don't think it's necessary right now. um I'm gonna go there to maybe check mail and stuff like that, but otherwise, everything all the mail forwarding is on uh I'm just gonna see if there's any checks in the mail, things like that, but otherwise, I don't really see any need to go in but um anyway, do you want to introduce our guest this week it's pretty I'm pretty excited about it. I'm super excited about our guest
2: today. You know we set this up a couple of weeks ago before everything hit the fan. And I think that it couldn't be a better time for us to have Ben Glass on the show. Ben will have the right mindset. I know that. He's going to have a great message for our lawyers. I've already been following what he's been saying since the virus epidemic hit. And so let me just tell you a little bit about our guest. His name is Ben Glass, and he's a personal injury lawyer in Virginia. And I was a member of his group, which is called Great Legal Marketing, for many years. And I learned a ton from Ben. I can Picture the first time I went to one of his conferences, how nervous I was, how I didn't know anybody, how I didn't know anything about marketing. I went in there, eyes wide open, with just a a big notebook to take many, many notes. I remember our friend Larry Weinstein was sitting over to the left of me, and Ben standing at the podium and just teaching for hours after hours with his overhead projector. And I learned more in those weekends at Ben's conference, certainly than I ever learned in law school. But for me to have Ben on our show is a real treat, a real honor, and I'm excited to have him. So Ben, thanks for being with us.
4: Well, thank you, that's a great introduction, I appreciate it. I'm happy to hear you guys say that, you know, you're starting this week, and and we're recording this for folks who listen to it later, it's, you know, it's March 23, but I'm happy to hear you guys say, it's okay, and, uh, and you're doing well. And, you know, there's a lot of things we can talk about, of course, on this call, I think that one of the things that, one of the points I'll make is that I view there's a real lack of leadership for lawyers here. I hear nothing from the National Bar, the State Bar, the Trial Lawyer Association, nothing proactive about this. And yet what you guys are doing, especially with, with your group on Facebook, Maximum Lawyer, is so, so important because it's really hard to go this alone. And so I want to applaud you for the group, first of all, which is very active, and for doing calls like this—not you know—not just with me, but I, you know, all the other good guests you get on, because you know it—it's just so critical that we band together, try to think rationally, try to. Gather together best practice i think you, you had something yesterday I think on um you know just sort of whole digital <laughs> issues how how do we get wired so let's go because this is an important time for all of us, and your work is very very important for our
3: lawyers and, and ben i we really 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 appreciate you saying that um that was funny i don't know i, I you you're sort of giving us some credit but i'm I'm looking up at a an eight disc c d set I think or there's like five or six CDs in here, marketing and money-making secrets by Great Legal Marketing. You know, Ben Glass. I, I, I feel like you were one of the original leaders when it comes to you know getting, bringing, bringing the legal field forward when it comes to you know progressing when it comes to running a business and marketing. And so, uh, a lot of that credit goes to you as well. So that's really really nice. But I do want to back up a little bit because I think it's important yeah. that people know a little bit about you as a firm uh, instead of the Great Legal Marketing. Because a lot of you. A lot of people know you as great legal market. They don't know about you as running a law firm. So will you talk about how you started your firm and how that played out?
4: Yeah, 100%. So, And I think that's important because when you're looking at people who are giving advice or pontificating about opinions, I mean, we're, I'm still in the middle of it, right? Still running a practice. But I had a very traditional career I got out of law school in 1983 you know I went to a law school at George Mason University and now the Scalia School of Law back when it was newly accredited and so you know there weren't a lot of people hiring in the DC area out of this really brand new law school uh, but I was lucky I hooked up with a great trial lawyer while while I was in law school as I was getting out in 83 he was getting together in partnership with two other really good trial lawyers and it was mainly an insurance defense firm and so they uh, hired me at the grand sum of fifteen thousand dollars for the year but i got to pretty quickly be able to do depositions participate with other really good trial lawyers in this area do trials you know i was defending malpractice cases fairly early on in in virginia and washington dc and so I got a lot of um, a lot of hands-on experience, and about uh, meanwhile I was growing my family. My family, as many on the call probably know, is now nine. uh, But then it was about four uh, (laughs) or five and growing, and uh, you know I got to that point about twelve years in that many lawyers get to where they say for me, my commute was long. I was coaching three soccer teams. That was getting kind of challenging and I was getting good results and I was, you know, I was making money. And so, you know, I said what many lawyers say, which is, you know, how hard could it be to go start a law firm? Let's just go, let's, let's create something closer to where I live. These guys are great. I would say, and I say in my book, And I think they would agree with this too, not the greatest business people at the time. I just started and left and took some cases and that carried me for a while. And then I kind of realized, holy cow, I don't know anything about business. I was a good lawyer. I'd gone to all those seminars. And so... I began to to suffer uh until the day that I got a sales letter from Nightingale Conant because I was a fan of the sort of success industry and the you know the sales and marketing industry and read and listened to a lot of that stuff and got that letter from uh selling Dan Kennedy's magnetic marketing product and ordered it, and at first thought. None of this is for me because there was nothing in there about lawyers, right? it was chiropractors, and real estate agents, and I almost returned it. Um, and I tell a long story in the book, but basically, in listening to the audio, which was tapes at that time, and then going through the material, I was open enough to realize I don't understand like half of what Dan's talking about here. But if I could figure this out, it would change my life. And so I started to implement ideas outside of legal, because I had looked inside of legal, right? I'd gotten all the books from the ABA on building and starting your own law firm, and there weren't a lot of them, but none of them were very good, and they were very uh, insular. Everything was about law, 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 look at lawyers, look at lawyers. And Dan Kennedy told me, no, no, let's go look at successful people and successful businesses, figure out what ideas and strategies and mindset they have and try to import that into law even if you're the first one to do it and so that changed everything for me i was practicing personal injury law competing with you know i'm in the dc market right washington dc market so there's a lot of big players here a lot of tv advertising here but it, it changed everything for me because it allowed me to figure out how to fish in a smaller pond and then be a force in that smaller pond and that was good enough right And so that was in 1995, I started my firm. We started one, me and my assistant, we worked four and a half days a week because we didn't have enough work for five days a week. We were in 1,100 square foot uh, suite, about 15 years, and and the stuff started to work. So and then about 15 years ago, um, with, with encouragement of Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer and some others, you know, I, I took what we were doing and brought it to market in the form of great legal marketing and said, again, there wasn't not a lot of stuff out there for lawyers. It just wasn't. And so I started to translate, really, a lot of what Dan was saying into the legal space, really showing what I was doing. So we started great legal marketing was started as advertising for personal injury lawyers. I mean, that's how limited it is. Today, it's really the whole gamut. Turns out, advertising is not and marketing is not all that difficult. I mean, it's formulaic. We can talk about that, but we spent a lot of time today teaching lawyers how to build a sustainable business, right? Where people love to come to work, where the customer service is first in class, where we're still not afraid, and probably we're bolder, you know, than ever before in terms of bringing outside market outside of legal market, into the practice. And so today, uh, and we grew. So in that space from one suite with two people, and then the second business started 15 years ago, we grew to, uh, we were in four suites across two office buildings in Fairfax City. About a year and a half ago, we moved into a bigger, much bigger space. We have our own training center, brought both businesses under the roof. I employ about 23 people. And today the practice is really, we're in two verticals. So the personal injury, which you introduced me as, but, but mostly my son runs that vertical now, Brian, and he's practiced for 12 years in another firm, then joined us a little over a year ago. And then I developed a niche practice in these ERISA long term disability cases, which, just as an advertisement, I mean, this is a vastly underserved market. (laughs) If someone is looking for a practice area, and I think this practice area will grow in light of what's going on today, this is it. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, became certainly a regional leader in that space and and we have a wonderful team that serves that space and we do more cases than I'm sure anyone else in Virginia and probably in this region the tri-state region because we have great systems and we, and we use you know we have outsourced writers and paralegals and lawyers and so that's the practice today so I'm fortunate to run two really good businesses where the most important thing is the people that I've, that I've hired, they like to come here. We spoil them in terms of this will be a great place for you to come to work. And so, you know, we can talk about that too. But that's, that's a long answer to your short question. So full-time lawyer, but mainly I'm CEO of two companies. I'm the thought leader, you know, the visionary. I do a lot of – I get a lot of personal coaching. I invest a lot of time and money into my own education, both with personal coaches, group coaches, mastermind groups, all that sort of stuff, and we and we can talk about that. So, I'm I'm blessed. I have um, and we have nine kids now. So what what else is there to like, right? To not like? <laughs> That's great, and
2: it's been amazing to see the growth of your firm and of great Marketing. And I I want to talk a little bit about Dan Kennedy because I know he's been a huge influence on you. I remember at one of your summits that he actually came. And I remember he had all these books with no BS on the title. And I thought, well, who is this guy? And what does he know about lawyering? But what an impact he's had on you and on us.
4: Yes. So what would you like to know? So I think the biggest thing is people ask me this, like, okay, so why are you still all of these years later still follow Dan? Dan had his own health crisis, you know, uh, in the last six or nine months, and he survived that. It, it, because Dan gave me, and, and many of my friends in that world, right, the permission really to to go against the status quo in our industry, to think for yourself, to, as he calls it, spit in the eye of the witch and say, really, like, why do, why do we, for example, as lawyers, do things a certain way? Or why do we feel afraid to do other things? Well, it's just the way we've always done it. And, and we're so afraid oftentimes to talk about things like profit and business building and, and life satisfaction. I mean, my book is a response to the task force on lawyer wellness and, and to the bar's general response to that problem. And when, when you start to think like that, and then you start to hang out with other business owners and you hang out with them and you find out that first they're good people, right? They're, they're good, honest, ethical people who have a growth mindset when you hang out with people who are doing things bigger, better, faster than you are, you can't help but be drawn up into their energy. And so I think that's the space, you know, maybe I've taken here. There's a lot of people that are, I think, drawn up by the energy, not just what Ben does and says, but I've I've accumulated all these lawyers, as you all have in your group, right? All these lawyers who think have a growth mindset. And so when you come to an event that we have and you, and you, you're for your first time, and you're like, like, what is this really? Like, is this a scam or something? And you look around and you see guys and gals who are running solo and small firms, you know, and basically our market is t- typically not the guy or gal who's spending millions on TV and, you know, broadcast advertising. We're just trying to run a legitimate business to provide for the economic and emotional security of our families and of our staff. And when you do that, then the the client service, you know, is just great. And so I think we've kind of figured out a a good way to teach that and to, uh, to say to skeptics, just come, come and see what this actually is. We're not for everybody, right? And that's okay. I don't try to push anybody to anything, but if you like the philosophy of growth mindset of building something for yourself, your family, and your team in that order, then this is a place to be because this is what we do day in and day out.
3: So Ben, you mentioned bar associations. So so tell us how the bar associations get it wrong because this is really interesting. Because someone yeah. and the majority of the people in our group have that growth mindset, and someone posts something, and inevitably one of the first responses is, "Well, check your your bar rules," and that, that's necessary and everything. But sure. tell us how how like because. Part of that problem is that the ball has created this fear in people. So t- tell us how, how they got it wrong.
4: So there's a couple of levels there. So first of all, to the, to, the, to the lawyer who says, I can't do that, it's against the rule. I can't tell you guys how many times someone has said that to me, and I've said, send me the rule. And we look and we look and we look and we go, you know what, Bob? The rule doesn't actually say what you heard the rule says. So let's start there. And then so much of what we teach so here, here's the only advertising rule. There's only one advertising rule, really, which is don't brag about yourself and say that you're the best, right? I mean, that's the rule. <laughs> the bar doesn't want that. Okay. Well, there's hundreds of things you can do to build trust clues in the marketplace so that that consumer can say to himself or herself, oh, Jim Hacking, well, he." He knows what he's doing. He looks to me like he's on top of his game. He looks to me like he's the best guy in this market area for my problem. So, it's, it's, so that's one part, and that's closed-minded thinking on behalf of the lawyer who says – there's a big rule and the lawyer is not curious enough to say to himself or herself, what are all these other lawyers doing? How does Ben Glass think about this? How does Jim Hacking think about this? You know, what would Dan Kennedy say? So being curious, like that's a really important part. And we can talk about trust clues. Now the second thing though, and this and this is my book, so play left fullback, which it's available on Amazon starting tomorrow. It's a response because in 2016, the National Task Force on Lawyer Wellness issued this long report, which I'm sure everybody has read, which said lawyers are depressed and sad and they don't like the profession. And, we, uh, and the response of the, I subscribe to some services where I basically get digitally like every bar journal, right? And so for the last four years, we've been reading every single president's letter. And the, resp- the response was twofold. One, they're shocked. Like, oh, my God, we didn't know that lawyers were sad and depressed. And I'm like, well, that just tells me that you're on a high tower. Like, you're not at bar events. You're not walking the courthouses, right? You're not actually talking to mom and pa who are running a solo and small firm, because if you had been, you would already know that. But then their response is, you should learn how to meditate. You should take more time for yourself. You should eat right. And so now we have these, Virginia is a mandatory CLE state. And I call it, this is Ben Glass's personal opinion, right? It's a participation trophy scam because all you have to do is show up and you get a point. And we need 12 points and we get a pass for the next year. And there's no requirement that I show up at an event that actually has anything to do with my practice area. I can attend a bunch of events, video. There's no no requirement that I do anything, you know, like learn, right? (laughs) And so it's a scam. But now we take on top of that, we, we mandate, you have to have a lawyer wellness CLE credit or more, depending on the state, right? It's like, okay, what are they not saying? Oh my God, we can't teach lawyers. We shouldn't teach lawyers how to build a solid business with great core values, where the business is profitable, where... The people love coming there where we learn marketing to drive a long line of people outside the door. And Virginia actually has, in in our mandatory CLE rules, like these are the eight bullet points of things you can't get credit for. And it's all what I just talked about. And I'm like, this is crazy because lawyers who are running good business, I mean, like, what's the biggest stress point? There's a couple of big stress points for you, but the biggest ones are financial. So I'm not making enough money. So and I'm stressed. So can that lawyer write the best brief possible when they're financially worried about where the lights are going to turn on? Probably not. Okay, so I'm financially stressed. And now I open my door wider and I let in crappy clients, which drive me crazy and piss off your staff. So your staff that you're investing a lot in, you want great staff to stay around forever. They're dealing with bad clients. Right? So you have those two things, and my argument is that lawyer and that team cannot be their best when they're dealing with crappy clients and not making any money. So why don't we incentivize as a bar association, right, associations, incentivize the teaching of what you and I talk about all the time, which is build a great business that makes money. And so and so they get that entirely wrong. And so play left fullback is is a response. And you wait till you see the print ads that are gonna come out soon on this. Um, they'll probably like like my goal personally is to have some of these print ads rejected by state bar publications. Because then I'll run other advertising that says rejected, right? Banned by the state. And we have this, we've seen this before because we've had states like bar our ads that talk about money making. And my argument is this: is that figure out first, like what would be right for your life. Like, and no matter whether you've just now started practicing, or whether you've been, like maybe been practicing, you know, almost forty years, get out that, that sheet of paper. You know, put your put your laptop away. Put your devices away. Get a sheet of paper and just draw a line down the middle, and you make two columns. And one of them is stuff I love to do and I'm good at. And the other is stuff I hate to do, right? so let's start there, and it doesn't just have to be work stuff, it can be family, it can be what you know really like making an assessment of your life. that's where it starts. and now let's work on, and that, that let's not listen to anybody, your parents who tell you you should be doing a certain type of law your You know, the people that you went to law school with who try to tell you what you need to do, and the bar which tries to tell you that you need to be like totally subservient to the client, right? And self sacrifice your way to oblivion. Don't listen to any of that. Listen to your own brain, your own mind, and start to craft like what is the difference between where I am today and where I would really like to be. I'll give you a really quick example. The ERISA disability practice is a is a heavy reading claim files and writing briefs and appeals. So there's a lot of writing. And I was trying to figure out a couple of years ago how to scale that. And I said to my coach, Sammy Chong, who I'm doing a call Thursday with Sammy, a big call, we'll, we'll invite everybody to Sammy. Nobody could write a brief like I am, like I'm the smartest one. I, how could anyone else ever write an ERISA federal court brief on this stuff in my, you know, my practice? He goes, I don't know, but we don't know until we ask, you know, Sammy's, language ask the universe. So I started saying to people, I'm looking for writers who would be interested in learning how to do this. That today we manage like six virtual lawyers and paralegals in this practice, right? Um, and, and a great resource is military Spouse is military Spouse legal network, which is folks who are married to people in the military. They get transferred all over. It's hard to get a law license in every state you know that you're moved to. And they have these at-home businesses. And these people, some of them are like ex-law review, ex-federal court clerkship, state court clerkship. What do they do all day? They sit at home and they write. And they write really, really well. So that's an example of something I thought was a huge barrier. I wrote it down on my list. I hate being the one to write the first draft of all these briefs because they're long it's tedious, right? Now I get the briefs when they're 90% done. I mean, I direct a little bit of the strategy, maybe like if a case has a quirk to it, but I get the briefs on my desk and they're 80, 90% done. And then we tweak from there. But it's, but my principle, my teaching point is, is I'd thought about it. I clarified what I thought the block was, Nobody could do this as well as I could. And then I said, well, let's be curious. Let's try to solve the problem. Let's see what happens if we try to solve it. And we solved it. And so we scaled that practice tremendously. So I forgot exactly now what question I was answering, but I I guess, you know, we start here. We start with defining what do you want for your life? And then, then we say, okay, what type of practice supports the life I would like to have? And again, guys. I've coached lawyers who are new into the, our profession. I've coached lawyers who are 60s and 70s who are like, I like to keep doing this. And we have reinvigorated them, right? But figuring out what kind of practice would support that life, all right? And when you're doing this type of thinking, you lay aside for a moment the objections that your brain will say. It costs too much. I don't know the right people, right? I don't see how this can happen. Many years ago, I visioned, because I was in another mastermind group, I visioned having a 1,100-square-foot training center in my office. I had no idea where it would be, how I would get it. I had no plans to get it, but I wrote it down. and Now we have this 1,100-square-foot training center, which really comes in great use when you're doing social distancing, right? <laughs> you can meet clients and, and we can stay far away. But figure out what's the practice, okay? And just, and just start to write it down. And I'm a frenetic journaler. I have nice you know, fountain pens, different colors. I've just gotten into that vision. And then you say to yourself, okay, who's the client that serves that practice? Like Who do I want to see walking in the door? And now that's where we get into marketing. So now I, I start to create marketing, that attracts that client. And people will say, Jim and Tyson, people will say, oh, but Ben, you know, that's you. You've got this big practice. you've got 22, 23 people working for you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, dude, when I had nothing, when I had nothing, I started to think like this. And I, and, and, you know, I started to you know, create information pieces for my personal injury practice. In my first book, you know, book in quotes, you printed it off and you put a staple in the corner of it. And I had the five deadly sins and I started to learn about direct response marketing and stuff like that. You just do it because you have two choices. And, and now in the midst of this virus, thing, you have choices. You can start to play like the world is going to end Friday, or you can start to play like we're going to get through this and your firm is gonna be the ones to survive. That's two different mindsets, all right? I prefer to play in the positive mindset, right? And I prefer to hang out with guys and gals who are playing in that mindset. And again, another big teaching point, like who you hang out with. So that's my response, that the bar associations, either because they don't know, or they simply don't want change, or they're simply protecting their own positions, are not open, and so I am, and you know i 'm not the only one you guys are there, and Richard James and R and you know mike mogul we 're there saying business happens to be the practice of law, and we 're okay with that because the magic is the magic is when the lawyer is happy, the team is happy, the client is better served, and the community is better served, right not when it 's the other way around. I think it 's very difficult. If you learned in law school and you learned in the profession that the client always comes first, you know, I talk to lawyers who have their cell phones in their pockets and they're, you know, that door is open. And anytime a client has a problem, they call them anytime, day or night. Like, that's, in my opinion, that's crazy, right? Lawyers good, staff is good, clients will be served, community is good. Like, what's wrong with that picture? And disprove that for me. Anyway, that's my rant on that. <laughs> Great stuff, Ben. I love, I love it. We'll pause
2: for a word from our sponsors.
1: Thanks to our sponsor, Smith AI. Smith AI is a superior receptionist service for law firms, trusted by many maximum lawyers, including me. At my immigration practice, the hacking law practice, Smith's friendly U.S.-based receptionists respond to potential clients in English or Spanish, screen and schedule new leads, and even take payment for our consults. The best part is that they don't just handle these conversations by phone. They also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on our website through their chat widget. They serve as our friendly gatekeepers while my team and I work uninterrupted. We get new clients and we get work done. How awesome is that? If you're in a solo or small firm, I know you'll appreciate this. Plans start at just $70 a month for calls and $100 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like me say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth. Smith AI offers a free trial and maximum lawyer listeners get an extra $100 discount with promo code MAXLAW100. That's maxlaw A W one zero zero. Sign up and learn more at www.smith.ai. Trust me when I say don't let another day go by. Try Smith AI. We're back on the Maximum Lawyer
2: Podcast with Ben Glass of Ben Glass Law and Great Legal Marketing. Ben, I'm glad you brought up your book, and I've really been touched by the early parts of the book where you talk about your mom and your dad and being the big brother to all those siblings and specifically your backyard. And before we get into our talk about the coronavirus on the call, I did want to see if you could talk a little bit about the backyard and talk to our listeners about those good days you had as a kid.
4: You know, I grew up, so I was a, uh, born in 1958. So we're talking the 60s um, in Anando, Virginia. It was the most wonderful neighborhood where and the story I tell in the book is our backyard was about the most rectangular and the flattest. And so the grass was always bare because if it wasn't soccer season, it was football season, it was the ball season. It was whatever. You know, we played in the yard where in the summer times you're out in the middle of the street, you know, late at night playing under the lights. And, you know, out of that neighborhood grew a number of athletes. Uh, I lived next door to Scott Norwood, had a long career in the NFL. His brother uh, was a great pitcher at UVA and played in minor leagues. I got to grow up playing with great soccer players. All of them went on to play Division I soccer in college. One got drafted directly into the pros. And so that chapter is about, you know, I, I am grateful for that life that I, that I had. You know, I was the shyest one. I'm an introvert, actually. I was the shyest one in grade school and high school, college, and probably in law school as well. I learned a lot of lessons. You know, I was, I was entrepreneurial somehow. You know, had a little bit of an entrepreneurial gene. Again, got to play with great teammates, learned a refereeing soccer refereeing early, which I still do. Uh, I tell the story of selling soccer equipment out of my locker because there was no Amazon and there, there was no soccer stores, actually, in Northern Virginia. So we would, my buddy and I would import stuff from New York and sell it. And, you know, I was the oldest of seven. And, and you know, my mom in, in particular was just always so kind to people. Like she was, she never like reacted. She responded and she was, and at her funeral, she had over 300 people at her funeral at, you know, eighty something years old because she was such a centering force. And I, and I won't tell the whole story, but my dad, uh, his t- teaching and advice to me when I tried out for my first travel soccer team is where the title of the book play left fullback comes from. And so and dad dad is still uh, around. He's living in a senior uh, facility, and he's very safe and locked down. And uh, so it was just, I I, I, I mean, I agree, admit to, but I'm not ashamed of, right? I had a great middle-class environment with a loving family and, you know, not a lot of drama. And not everybody has that, right? Uh, we, We don't have a choice about who we're born to or where we're born or into what circumstances, but we do every single day have a choice as to how we're going to respond to today's um, circumstance. And again, I just think that um, if, if this is challenging for people, that they need to hang out. You have a choice. Like, let's hang out with the positive people. Let's hang out with the people who are working on whatever problem it is that we're facing and, and maybe find someone who's worked on it longer than you have. And then when someone comes into your life who you can turn around and lift up, right, then you share that. And one of the one of the good things out of great legal marketing, so our mantra is, you know, if, 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 if uh, Jim, you produce something and send it to me and I put it in the newsletter and someone else like borrows from it, and, you know, and gets your permission, but they make it better. Then we share that back into the lawyer universe. And then the next person takes that idea and they make it better. And so I think that's one impact that I've had is that we've created a group where by and large, lawyers have an abundance mindset. They are willing to share. And in doing that, we have made not only the lawyers better, but we have started to restore on a case-by-case basis that position that lawyers once held in the community, right? That position of respect because they are the wise man or woman in the community who have a lot of answers to a lot of life's issues. That's a huge, like, benefit that's come out of all this, in you know, in my view, and that's because you know, I, I know a lot of the lawyers who are our members, and this is who they are. They're good. They're basically good people. I love it. That's such great advice. So here, let, let's get to to
3: present day and, and our new reality, and tell us about your current mindset. So,
4: uh, well, I alluded to it, and, I, and just before we went on the call, I went around to my team here, and I so, said, you know, we're playing like this is. Like we're coming out of this and it's going to be a relatively short time and we have a choice to how to play. And so we, uh, so our mindset to our team is we are adults and your gift is your mind. If you feel like it's better for you to be at home working or even at home, not working, we back you a hundred percent. We've got a great team here. Working at home is not an option for some people, right? It's, if they have kids, dogs, you know, things like that. So wherever, for now, and I'm in Virginia, right? So we're not governmentally shut down. And we have a lot of space here. We've got uh, 8,000 square feet. So whatever works best for you, we've got your back. Number two, we've been you know, uh, doing a lot of, obviously, a lot of things by phone and by Zoom. Thank God we live now, right? I started practicing. We had carbon paper. And I can remember when the first fax machine was installed. So we didn't have you know, any way of like even mass communication, like conference calls were expensive and rare, group conference calls. So proactively reaching out to clients, especially our clients for whom we get uh, their disability checks every month, um, let them know that, that we are here. You know, we're we're getting paid today on work we did in the last six, 12, 18 months. So we're looking ahead to what, when this is over, like the decrease, there's decrease in calls and leads? Some, some for us. But here's what you do. So for any lawyer, I think, you don't, for, so first, you don't just sit and do nothing, right? I mean, that's a choice, but you don't sit and do nothing. Every single lawyer, no matter how sophisticated your marketing and your systems are, there's something there that can be improved upon if you have idle time. There's a ton of you know great books and resources out there, and not just in the legal marketing space, but you know in the business space and the philosophical space that you've been meaning to read that you can go and read we uh, I, I tell lawyers it's a great time to audit your website by that I mean just go on it and make sure it all works. Make sure that you know what you think is happening when someone clicks on a web form or you know your calls your office make sure that actually happens i do feel for those lawyers who are are not able to shift to sort of virtual like that kind of amazes me but i but i've i've heard stories of you know lawyers who just aren't set up everybody here is set up with their own laptop and we've got we have a backup virtual receptionist you know, for us, the big challenge would be if if checks didn't get delivered. But even, you know, we've been in contact with these insurance companies who are willing to direct deposit stuff. So I think, you know, we were we are prepared because first of all, we've got a great team, and we have spent time building culture and values, and hiring and firing the right way. And we we take the position that you don't stop marketing. You don't stop spending on marketing. Some of our members have cut back on spending, but, but that doesn't mean they've stopped marketing. So they may be doing more stuff, creating content for website, creating videos, you know, getting into groups. So one of the things that we do in our practice uh, you, you know, a lot is we have lunches, and we invite other lawyers in in different practice areas in to do lunch and learns. We invite physicians and healthcare providers. So we're still doing that. Um, some of it is virtual. But again, we have a lot of space, and, 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 and Ben believes that every person is an adult who can make their own decision, who has the power of their own mind. Um, and certainly if you're living with someone, you know, who's compromised or you're compromised, then you, you're you quarantined. Uh, if you're young, you know, you're at a lot less risk. There's some really good podcasts that are going around now that I think are the voice of reason on all this. So, so that's what... Um, we're doing our team and we said to them, you know, you can, you can work from home, but they want to be here. They want to be working to get medical records and bills in so we can keep processing, processing claims. I realize not every law firm is set up for that. I realize there's a lot of practices that do depend on today's client walking in with cash today. And so that's more challenging. The best time to have been prepared for this and start preparing for this was, you know, years ago. The second best time is now, you know, and, um, and I think you just play with the mindset that we, are, we, the country, are going to get through this, and you are going to be one of the firms that gets through this and comes out on the other side, and not only surviving, but thriving. That's how, that's how we are right now.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> one of the things I've been thinking about lately is in the book, Great, he talks about Admiral Stockdale, James Stockdale, and how he, was, uh, yeah. the, he and McCain were the two longest. Uh, POWs in Vietnam and how he noticed that the people who had the hardest time and who ultimately didn't survive were the ones who were like helps coming tomorrow or helps going to be here by Christmas or helps going to be here by and that the people who like Stockdale and McCain who had an unwavering belief that they would get through it without having the expectation that it was going to end tomorrow and I think that you know obviously that was a lot harder than what we're what we're dealing with right now having I mean unless they're sick um, just having to you know can still go to work we still have the internet we still have the postal service we still have the ability i mean i've seen i've seen lawyers already throw up their hands and say oh my practice is over i mean really like they're yeah. saying I'm, I'm shutting down i'm done and i understand i guess conceptually how fear can override the as you say using your brain but i think we really have to have that long-term view and and to to rely on the past successes that we've had the past things that we've overcome and to say I'm built for this moment, I'm supposed to be here for this moment, and my job is to keep this train running, to keep my people employed, to keep my team going, and and I'm going to keep fighting until I have no more fight left to
4: give. Yes, so there's a leadership vacuum. Uh, I think we, we talked about it, you know, sort of politically, probably, certainly state, national, bar-wise, for sure, but how about at the local level, right? And so what better time than to stand up with a positive message, to uh, continue when you can to support your other local small biz, continue in like in our case to have lunches, even if they're virtual lunches, um, what better time to step up into community at least, you know, thought leadership, right? Not hysteria. You know, one of the things we've done is you know, again, some people will say Ben Glass is crazy, but we've said to Uh, at-home workers in our church and to kids who are in college in our church, we've got plenty of space here. If you need to do online learning and it's not the best place for you to be at home because of things, we have, again, you're an adult, here's our space, you can use your own mind to make a judgment. We're using, you know, a lot of cleaning practices and stuff, but we have space And so come into our space, we can isolate you inside our space, right? And you can get your work done. I think there's lots of opportunities for that. For you and, and and I would implore folks listening: this don't wait to be asked to take up that leadership role. Nobody asked Ben Glass to create great legal marketing. I, I, it's something I enjoy doing. It's something I thought I had something to offer to the world. It has turned out to be very good uh, for all of our lawyers who are members, and you know, and for me, obviously, I've got youngins who are you know who work in that business. We employ a lot of people. Don't wait to be Asked, be that voice in the in the dark storm right now that says what you guys just said. Like we are going to get through this. The lawyers, you know, I would say you know so much because not just in your practice area, because you've had a lot of experiences. You know, you you've been in this world, like call me. I'll help you answer your legal questions, right? I'll I'll direct you to the right place. There's all sorts of things that we can do. Again, promoting your other small business compatriots in your community. And and I guarantee you that if if you do that, that when we get through this, you know, you holding that leadership position in the community will rebound to you in spades. It's a place that, that for years, you know, we have tried to to take, you know, a sportsmanship program and all sorts of business lunches that we host and stuff like that. It really, really inures um, to your benefit. And the last thing I would say is, you know, is relationships matter. And so reaching out, especially for those of us who are a little bit you know, savvy about this, business and marketing, reaching out to your other local lawyers. So I advise lawyers all the time, like reach out to the other, your age cohort, right? So if you're a young lawyer and you're, a, let's say you're a criminal defense attorney, reach out to the lawyer your age who's running the bankruptcy practice, the family law. You be the one who starts a group. Again, it can be virtual now. Let's throw our ideas on the table, right? Let's, and for you, you know, that increases your referral network. But it's because you're being a leader and you're asking this question always, like, what can I do for you first? I tell you that that is a, that is a principle that we really try to live by here. I think it kicks off a lot of endorphins, frankly, when, you, when someone says, well, here's what you can do for me, and you're able to help move the needle in their life. And you know, just from a business perspective, I, you know, I, I know that that's helpful. But from a, from a self worth perspective when someone says i need a hand help me get up and give me an idea and you're able to be the one uh, to do that even a little bit that's just tremendous and what we need today you know march of 2020 is we need these positive stories of people not succumbing to the in my view the hysteria of the media Yes, this is hard. Yes, people are sick. Yes, some people are dying. Right, but most won't. <laughs> most of us are going to get through this. I want to be on that boat. Right. When at the end of the day, and so there's a lot there. And I think you know, folks who who uh, buy, play left fullback, and I and I thank you for that. I think you will find that that book is filled with that central philosophical theme: to live your life as as you choose it, which will enable you to be able to turn around and pick somebody up. The book, there's whole chapters in there about all the mistakes I've made, right? People will learn from the mistakes, right? And that there's no other way. Like, I don't tell you how to lead your life. You don't tell me how to lead my life. But if you like what I'm saying, then you'll join our little merry band, right? And that will just make you a better resource for your clients a better resource for your family and a better resource for your community. I love it, Ben. All
3: right. So we do it. We want to be respectful of your time. So we're going to wrap things up before I do tell people
4: how they can get your book tomorrow. So Amazon has it, and and uh, Books a Million and Barnes and Noble have it. Uh, this morning I checked; we're number three on the Amazon bestseller list for lawyer sort of marketing and business building books. So that's that's the place to go. If you, I'll tell you this too: if you buy it and then go over to playleftfullback.com, you'll see if you uh, if you put in your order number and tell us who you are, we've got a a digital product that um, uh, that I think will be very valuable to you as well that we we give you if you, quote, you know, register the book. So that's how you do that. Look, my deal here is always, you know, we have businesses to run. But when people either locally or not say, I'd love to come and, you know, pick your brain a little bit, my deal always is go buy a sandwich, come on in, and we got to eat lunch every day. So let's have a meal together. Anyway, thank you guys for uh, having me on. Thank you, most importantly, for, you know, putting together your group, which is a breath of fresh air, and it's helping. Uh, I mean, I just look at the membership numbers. It's huge. And so you're helping a, a lot of lawyers, and not only that, but a lot of other business people too, because I, I think a lot of what you do you know, overflows into uh, other small biz thinking. And it'll be the small biz. and It'll be the entrepreneur who brings us out of this. I, that's like, there's a guarantee of that, right? And that's what America is great at. America is great at being free to innovate Share ideas, put them on the table, get them rejected. Get them, you know, put another idea on the table, get it rejected. Put another idea on the table. Oh, that works, right? That's what. That's what does make America different, in my view, from so many other um, countries, uh, uh, you know, to date. That's that's what we do best. And so, let's you and I continue to provoke lawyers to think, uh, think for themselves, put ideas on the table, reject the status quo, and we'll come out of this.
3: I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. I also want to remind people to go to the Facebook group, get involved there. We have rock stars like Ben Glass in the group. He's, he jumped right in and contributed right away. And so we really, really appreciate that. Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? So my hack
2: of the week is to pick up that book, Play Left Full Back and There's an exercise that Ben describes. He talked about it here on the podcast today. And that is for lawyers to spend this time we have down to think about what is the practice that you want and then reverse engineer it. So many times we're just go, 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 sign up a new case, build this system, but we don't actually spend the time of thinking what kind of a practice do I want? And that was one of the greatest gifts that Ben gave to me. So I invite you to, like Ben said, turn everything off, get a legal pad, get out your pen, and write out the practice that you
3: want and then start building it today. I love it. I can't wait to get my copy. I will buy mine first thing tomorrow. Ben, are, we always ask our guests
4: to give a tip or a hack for us. Do you have one for us? I just saw that note and I was thinking as Jim was speaking, that's exactly what it is. So my household is filled, right? A few weeks ago, there's like nobody there. And now I got all the college kids back. They like get up a little bit early. All right. When you're when you're fresh and just think and and Again, I'm a, I'm a writer, and I even have some articles on, um, you know, the value of handwriting versus the value of, of typing into a device. But just allow your mind to think without the limitation of cost or people, whatever. Let's think first, all right? And then, you know, really the second one would be to just, this is a time. This is a time to read. I, I love... Um, Brene Brown's book, Daring to Lead, I think is the title of it, is an awesome book about leadership, about being vulnerable, about rumbling in the mess of personality and of life. She has a special on Netflix, about an hour. She is worth listening to and worth reading. So there's two.
3: Renee Brown is great. I I really love her. All right. My tip of the week is, so last week, I I think a lot of you have, have probably gotten a little stir crazy and you, you don't, you're not around people every day like you're used to. So what we did last week is just kind of just out of the blue. Um, Stephen left calls said, "Hey, let's do a happy hour." So we did a virtual happy hour, and people grabbed their coffee, grabbed their water. I had a glass of bourbon, and we had a happy hour last week. And so, if you want to be around other people still, and you really can't, do a virtual happy hour. That's my tip. It it actually was a lot of fun. It was we were sort of kind of feeling things out. You know, how do you talk to everyone? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was actually pretty cool. If if everyone was respectful, it was it was really really good. So Jim even hopped on for a couple minutes before he had to you know go swim in the pool so it was it was a lot of fun ben, thanks. <laughs> um,
4: yes sir this has been a lot of fun we really really appreciate it all right guys stay healthy and um and have a great week thanks ben we'll thank see you
1: bye thanks for listening to the maximum, the maximum lawyer podcast to stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. maximumlawyer.com have a great week and catch you next time